Good evening, and welcome back to Kehlani and Jade's Corner. As you can tell from the title of this episode, it's a special episode, and you will be hearing from Kehlani Black this time. So today's podcast episode, I know it's been a while, there have been a few changes and things happening, but... Today's episode is, as I mentioned, a special one. Um, I wrote Blind and Broken, which is the fourth book in the Red Layer series. Last year, I finished it. Last year, published it in May. And it's been a year since then. And so I wanted to do a special episode because this book is, is very significant it holds a special place in my heart and the main character is the reason for that everything that he went through all of his troubles and fears and doubts and so I will preface this by saying in this episode there will be a mention of alcoholism so if that is a trigger for you I suggest you not listen to this episode. Now, as I mentioned before, the Red Layer series focuses on blind people exploring the BDSM lifestyle. And I know I should have started doing podcast episodes from the beginning where I talk about the Red Layer series, but this is a special book. It's a significant story, and I wanted to give you guys a little insight as to why that is. So without further ado, we will be talking about Blind and Broken, the Red Lair book four. So what I will do to start this off is I will read the synopsis of Blind and Broken taken from the description page of Amazon and then I will read a chapter from the book and as I mentioned before alcoholism will be discussed so if this is a trigger for you please feel free to opt out now on to the snippet the dominant is always in control at least that's what Tiberius tells himself For him, BDSM is a way to overcome the limitations of his blindness, especially the chance at taking on a new sighted play partner. This could be his way to exploring a new world if he can ignore the bottle that calls to him when he's alone. When Carly meets Tiberius, she's looking for the perfect dominant, a partner who will teach her, guide her, and be the firm hand in a relationship. Upon meeting her new play partner, She knows he can teach and guide her in BDSM, but is he interested in anything more? As Tiberius and Carly enter the mutual agreement of dominant and submissive, the delicate balance is threatened. Tiberius finds himself tempted to violate his own rules concerning when and how much to drink, and Carly can't stop wanting more from the relationship. Can Carly trust her new dom? 
Can Tiberius overcome his own struggles to lead and care for his new submissive? With one misstep, their careful dance could all come tumbling down. Got you hooked? Got you hooked? Now this chapter that I mentioned, we will see Tiberius after a night of drinking. And we actually get to learn a little bit about why he drinks. So I hope you enjoy this chapter. Standing in Mrs. Cordier's driveway in boots and a winter coat shoveling snow was not how I wished to spend my Monday morning. It was only a 10 or 15 minute job, but I had a killer headache and felt sick to my stomach. However, the money was worth it. I got paid $20 to shovel her driveway and 15 to shovel Mr. Wilkerson's. I had been doing this since November and I was happy to help out. My social security was what kept the bills paid, but the extra money did come in handy. Pushing the snow off to the side, I continued down the driveway. It was almost clear and thank God, because I felt like I could barely stand. Retracing my steps, I maneuvered to the other side of the driveway. In two hours, Carly would have started work. I hope she didn't think I was being too hard on her. It was for her own good. Leaning on the shovel, I inhaled deeply. The Patron had me feeling happy and relaxed last night, but I only had a few swallows left. Now, on top of feeling like crap physically, I felt drained emotionally. I had never experienced drop before or anything this severe. Thank you so much, Ty, Mrs. Cordier sounded out in front of me. Here you go, hun. Have an amazing day. Thanks, I said, taking the money and placing it in my pants pocket. You enjoy your day as well. Making the way back to my house slowly, I used my white cane to help me. Once I heard the clang of the metal mailbox, I knew that it was time to turn into my driveway. Folding my cane, I leaned against the front door. My body felt hot and I just knew that I was going to pass out. Opening the door, I allowed it to slam behind me as I beelined it for the bathroom. My vomit erupted from me like a volcano, splashing into the sink. It felt like an eternity, but eventually I stopped retching. I turned on the faucet to let the contents flow down the drain. Wiping my face with a cool paper towel, I reached for the Clorox bottle that I kept underneath my sink for these occasions and spritzed the sink. Retiring to my room, I picked up the bottle that I had left on the side of the bed and drank the rest of the Patron slowly. The best way to get rid of this was to continue drinking. I'd only found this out a year ago. As a teenager, I had taken sips of alcohol, but I didn't start drinking regularly until I was 20. Over the last five years, it had been small celebratory drinks or ways to unwind. Now I drank whenever I could, whether it was a way to unwind or de-stress or to celebrate. Sometimes when I thought about myself, I would drink more because I hated who I was. Being blind, I felt like, was the worst thing that could have happened to me, and I hated God for creating me this way. As a young child, I knew that there was something different about me. And when I attended the blind school, I felt accepted by people that understood me. As I grew older, 
the hatred of my disability and how it made people treat me made drinking and domination more of a way to escape. Finishing the bottle, I deposited it into the recycling box. I hoped that Carly was resting comfortably and was taking my order seriously. So help me God, if she disobeyed me, I would have no choice but to break my own rule. Carly was new to the lifestyle and I thought our scene went well. However, though she agreed to private punishments, it couldn't and wouldn't be at her home. I wouldn't play with any of my partners at their homes because it sent the wrong message. This was my first play partner who I had met at the Red Lair. She didn't seem to mind my blindness. Maybe it helped that Jenny was blind, so it gave her lots of experience with the disability. It was obvious what she wanted, but I couldn't do anything that would give her the wrong impression about who I was and what I wanted. I was a dominant and sadist who wanted submissive play partners, not a dominant who wanted to fall in love with his partners. Besides, most sighted females are overly helpful and I couldn't stand it if Carly turned into one of those people. I didn't want to fall in love with Carly. I hated everything that had to do with myself and the disability. Only alcohol gave me the confidence boost I needed in difficult situations. And when my mind was filled with detrimental thoughts about myself and my blindness, it took those away. So I genuinely hope that you enjoyed that chapter. Um, it kind of gives us a little bit of insight into Tiberius and who he is and why he drinks the way he does. Now, I don't want to spoil this book for you, but Tiberius, it's been a year since I've created the book and him. And his story, though very interesting in its own way, is also very sad. Um, and as I said, I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but Tiberius is an alcoholic and he's only 25. And because of his constant drinking and his carelessness, eventually, Tiberius doesn't make it. The end of the book is pretty sad and I'm definitely not going to spoil that for you, but I will say that Tiberius doesn't make it. And it was a heartbreaking thing for me to write because I don't know anyone personally who has suffered from alcoholism. So writing uh, Tiberius, his character arc and writing his story definitely made me feel closer to him and I sympathized with his situation, his hatred of himself and his blindness and him needing to drink because of the hatred. So I have a few facts written down about alcoholism that I wanted to share with you guys because of the severity of the situation in the book. So alcohol causes 10% of deaths among 15 to 49 year olds. Now, as I mentioned, Tiberius in this book is 25 years old and he drink every day 
either every day or every other day. And I wanted to kind of throw these facts out here, but also kind of compare them with the book as well, because I feel like this is very important. And alcoholism is a disease that we really need to spread awareness about. Some may say it's a choice, but Tiberius was struggling and we don't know if Tiberius would have gotten help or not, but he was definitely struggling. Another fact, men are three times as likely as women to die as a consequence of alcohol abuse. Tiberius is a man. (laughs) And Tiberius also mentions that there is a long line of men in his family who have died from alcoholism. His grandfather, his dad is a recovering alcoholic and, you know, men before his grandfather and father. So it's really sad. If you know someone who is struggling with this disease, please don't wait. You know, just if you notice the signs, just get them some help and some treatment because we don't want anyone to end up like Tiberius. The last fact I'm going to give here is every day, 261 Americans die from excessive alcohol use. That's a lot of Americans, 261 Americans a day. Tiberius is one of them. Now I know what y'all must be thinking. This is a fictional book and you're talking like this man is alive, but I created him. I made him. He is very much alive and it breaks my heart that Tiberius couldn't be saved in my book. There are many ways that this could have went, but Tiberius went down a very dark path towards the end and there was no way that he could have been saved. So I urge you, as I mentioned before, if you know anyone who is struggling with alcoholism, drug use, anything, just please give them some help because we don't want anyone to end up like Tiberius. I truly hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little somber and sad. Um, and I'm sorry, but I really feel like you guys should, you know, know these things. Alcoholism is it's a disease. And it can be prevented. So if this podcast episode has moved you, has brought you to tears, has made you want to tag some people and share, spread some awareness, I want you to please do so. And as I said, I have no personal experience with alcoholism, but I have written two books 
where alcoholism is present and it has really hit home for me. Like I feel like I've definitely learned a lot through research for my books and I've emotionally felt a lot while writing these books. Because once you're in the thicks of any sort of disease like this, like drug abuse or alcoholism, it's hard to get out on your own. So you're going to need a great support system. Tiberius didn't have that. Well, if he would have relied on his support system, he would have, I feel like. But he didn't. And so... I hope that you guys took something away from this episode. I guess I shouldn't repeat myself and saying I hope you enjoyed it. But I hope that you took something away from it. And if you guys are interested in reading the book, I will put the link in the description box. And I also have some news that should make you happy. (laughs) So... Because Tiberius was so important to me and he was so uh, just meaningful, I had a very hard time letting go of Tiberius's story, everything. And so I have merchandise for Blind and Broken. And for all my visually impaired users, I think the description of the merch is... um, the words blind and broken with a hand holding a bottle. I believe that's what the description is. Um, and it that's also, I feel like, very powerful here. So I want to sell some of this merch and I hope that you guys will consider buying some of it donating to the cause because I want to say that this is a way for us to also spread awareness Um, and you know this book meant a lot to me it still does obviously as you can tell and I'm just really, I'm just having a really hard time letting go (laughs) of the pain that I felt while writing this book because it was very powerful, meaningful, and very moving. So if you guys are interested in merchandise, I will also link my Instagram in the description so you guys can message me about merchandise if you're interested. And I'll also put the link to the merchandise store as well in the description. But I'm really glad that you guys took the time to listen to this episode. It would mean a lot to me if you guys rated this on Spotify, the podcast itself. And... With any donations that you guys give, whether it be for a merchandise item or anything, really, 
it would go towards making more episodes like this, making more merchandise for you guys. So thank you so much for listening. And as always, happy reading. Love is love. Hashtag love is love. And I'm not sure what the next episode will be about. I think I will do it on blind and free, which also features a character who is alcoholic. Um, let's just stick with the theme here. And thank you guys so much for letting me tell Tiberius a story and allowing this episode to come to fruition. Um, it's been a year since he died figuratively in my book. February 20th was the date of his death. And I just decided to do an episode on it because I feel like this is something that needs to be talked about. Young kids, young adults, you know, they're suffering too. You know, if you think of an alcoholic, you think maybe they're middle-aged or something. A little even a little older. But younger ones are suffering too and we can't forget about them. Have a great night, everyone. Ta-ta.